what's important to help you win your fantasy football leagues. And so in order to do that, I said, heck, let me just bring in the best of the best. And that's why we've got Michael Fabiano with us here today from Sports Illustrated. And he's going to help us with all those tough start sit questions. Babs, thanks so much for taking some time out of your afternoon today. Yeah, you know what? Uh, It's a bit of a depressing day because the Yankees got beat by the Red Sox. So I need to hang out with a couple of Yankee fans. We can cry in our beer. Uh, Very disappointed. But you know what? We're going to get through this together. And hopefully Boone's out. And get Cashman out of there, too, while you're at it. Listen, Yankees, you got to do something about getting guys that can actually hit for average and not just hit home runs. It It hasn't worked since 2009. It's not working. I mean, it's It's not not working. It's not working, and that is actually the definition of insanity. Um, So, guys, fix it. Um, But, yeah, now we can just concentrate completely on football, except for, of course, my Astros are still in the running. So I will try to be as quiet as possible until we win the World Series because I got great odds on them a long time ago when everyone doubted them. So uh, hopefully I can just – Anybody but Boston. I don't care. Okay. And I want the Cardinals to beat the Dodgers. Uh, Other than that, whatever. Okay, so the Cardinals got to get got to get through tomorrow night, and then we're rooting for them to oh, beat the Dodgers tonight. Aren't they playing tonight? Oh, it's it's tonight. tonight. That's right. It's tonight. It's Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know what day it is, but like I think that yeah, Wayno's pitching tonight. So I love Wayno. Wayne and Wayne Wright, by the way, probably the best pickup off the waiver wire for fantasy oh, God, this year. We were actually like talking fantasy trades very recently. Like we. We are just trading fools. We do it all the time. So. He's a, isn't he also leading your celebrity league right now? Yeah, he's in first place. He's good at fantasy. He's really good at fantasy. He yeah. got lucky because I started Chuba Hubbard over Cordero last week, or I would have beat him in another league that we're playing together. But then again, I guess maybe I'm just unlucky because I shouldn't have played Chuba Hubbard. Well, well, I think a lot of people needed to play Chuba Hubbard last week because that's the situation they were in. But you mentioned Cordero Patterson, so let's just go right there. Uh, we were talking earlier today, Fabs, and he is one of your starts of the week. And of course, we were talking about him Sunday morning on the Winners Club for Sports Illustrated. And uh, he's just been phenomenal. Was he the RB3 last week, I believe? He's the RB3 for the season. <laughs> so we're like a quarter of the way through the season, and he's the RB3 for crying out loud. He didn't get drafted, right? What, what were we doing, Piacenti, like in the preseason? We were like, all right, so it's Mike Davis. You know, who's going to be the backup there, right? Is it going to be Quadre Allison? Oh, wait, you know, Javian Hawkins. Like, we were all trying to figure out who that right. sneaky Atlanta back was to get late, and nobody even thought about Cordero Patterson. Right. Did oh, you maybe. actually draft any Mike Davis? I don't have any Mike Davis. Me either. No. No. So I think actually we both knew enough to know to um, stay away. So I'll, I'll give us a check mark. Yeah, I mean, I, I had him ranked in like that flex starter area, mm-hmm. I, but I didn't get him anywhere. I mean, in best ball, I'm sure I have a couple of shares of him somewhere, but in my in my tri- my traditional redrafts, my dynasty leagues, I don't have any of them. Now I got to ask you: the news came out today that Dalvin Cook. It seems that he's just kind of playing through an injury. Does that concern you at all? Like, would you consider? Ever sitting down and no, I, I, I probably not. I mean, it, it depends. Like if, if, you know, the insiders are out there saying that he may be on a snap count because we don't talk about pitch counts because this is football, but then you start to get a little concerned. I, I, they're playing the lions this week. Just sit them. Like if you can't beat the lions, 
with Alexander Madison, I mean, then you're not going to win anything. Like, just just rest him, right? Dalvin Cook, God bless him, he's awesome. He's not been the most durable dude in the world. And last week we played him, and Madison played more than we expected, and Cook was in and out of the game, and it's a headache. I mean, I have three or four shares of Dalvin Cook. I was pretty happy to get him. And uh, now, well, he's saying it's not getting any worse. But, I mean, is it going to get better? <laughs> like, right. I, like, I don't get it. I, whatever. I mean, I'm not a head coach. But if I'm Mike Zimmer, I see the Lions on the schedule. I'm like, eh, you know what? Maybe I'll put him on the bench this week. Let him rest up another week. Uh, get him out there for, you know, for the next game. I'm 100% with you. And even as the Dalvin Cook, uh, you know, manager, coach, uh, I, I don't want them to ruin Dalvin Cook uh, versus the Lions. I mean, I know it could be a really big game, but hopefully if you have Dalvin Cook, you also have Alexander Madison or you have a backup. Because as you mentioned, we know Dalvin Cook is a little bit injury prone and that's just how it is. And speaking of backups, there's kind of a lot of them on the wire this week. You know, you could probably still get Damian Williams. You could probably still get Alex Collins. It's not looking good for Chris. Carson, not that it's a great matchup this week versus the Rams, but Samaj P. Ryan. I mean, there's there's a lot of options out there. So, um, but who do you like this week for wide receiver? Because you know we've been talking a lot about this. People like Allen Robinson. You know, what are we going to do with Allen Robinson? Are we playing Allen Robinson when Darnell Mooney is seeing more snaps, more targets, more receiving yards? Do we play him? It depends on what you have on your roster. To be honest yeah. with you, I mean, I have leagues where like I have to play him. I have no choice. I have to hope that he that he wakes up and that Justin Fields starts looking in his direction. At least Matt Nagy made the right move and you know announced that Fields is going to be the starter moving forward because why go to Andy Dalton? There's just no reason for that whatsoever. But we have to we have to see that rapport developing between uh, Fields and uh, Allen Robinson. Like it looks like it's already developed between the rookie and uh, Darnell Mooney, who who you mentioned had a big game last week. But the NFL is a week to week league. I mean things change, right? Going into this past week, oh, the Rams are the best team in football. And then they get their butts kicked by the Cardinals. And now the Cardinals are the best team in football. And they're probably losing to the Niners. And then the Niners, are, you know, that's just how it is. And it, right. They, just, right. So you probably have to play them. You know, I mean, it's the Raiders. I mean, right. the Raiders, you know, they're, they're playing, they're playing much better football this year. They're, it's not yeah. like they're, you know, the, the 85 Bears. By any but remember, the Raiders were the best team in football a week or two ago as well. Exactly. So. I'm just waiting for the Cowboys to be the best team in football for a week, and then they'll get beat, and then, you know, they won't be. Uh, oh, Eddie, for the Cowboys this week. How you feel inside, How about that, buddy? I'm, I'm not uh, – look, I mean, coming off a big win in New Orleans, when I've given up all hope, I was waving the white flag. Jen knows. I said, I'm done watching the Giants. They go and have an impressive win, and I got to hand it to Dimes. I mean, he's not been the problem this year, but an awesome game, 402 yards, two touchdowns, but – uh, Dallas, Dallas's offense is quite scary and their defense is playing way above expectations, Very uh, much, which means that, uh, and, and also shout out to Micah Parsons switching positions, uh, like <laughs> mid season after and it being a rookie. I mean, what a, freak awesome. of, what a freak of nature athlete. So, uh, my expectations of this game are very low. And uh, I expect to see a, a Dallas Cowboy win, unfortunately, but and remember yeah. the Cowboys, they, they, they were in a trade that moved them down a few spots, uh, in day right. one. And they still got they still got Parsons. So I will say this, you know, Eddie Spaghetti is uh, Danny Dimes' best pal. I don't know if you know that. He likes to show that photo uh, of the two of them at the draft. Danny Dimes has been this year who I thought he was going to be last year. Mm-hmm. He looks good. He's had one bad game. And really that bad game was a 17-point effort where two of his top wide receivers went down. 
His offensive line is trashed with injuries. So he's he's kind of he's been a bright spot, and and, and yeah. Saquon is now Saquon again. He looks like he's I would say the same thing. Last season, I was kind of into Danny Dimes as a late round pick, and I thought he could yeah. have a big year, and then he really disappointed me. But interestingly, much like Sam Darnold, um, Daniel Jones has established a bit of a rushing floor as a quarterback, which is amazing. Yeah, um, he, I mean, Jones, even back to his time in college, you know, he, he's always been a guy who could run. Like Sam Darnold is just like, where the hell did this come from? Here. It's like, do you remember the year that Mark Sanchez had like six rushing touchdowns and he was the QB 10 and Mark Sanchez stinks. I mean, he's not a good fantasy quarterback. He's like, you know, Baker Mayfield, basically maybe Mayfield's a little bit better than Sanchez, but uh, probably a lot better, but still, uh, I don't think Mayfield is all that great in the fantasy world, but it's just odd. I mean, like really like five first down rushes already for Sam Darnold. I'm telling yeah. you, get away from Adam Gase. I'm telling you mm-hmm. right now. Adam Gase, that guy owes all of the money that he's ever made in the National Football League to Peyton Manning. Yeah. Every dime of it. Every yeah. dime of it. Yeah, I, I have to agree. We saw it with Ryan Tannehill as well. Um, but you mentioned Baker Mayfield, and those who know me know I'm kind of really not a big fan at all of Baker Mayfield. And then last year, he kind of looked good towards the end of the year and the Browns looked good. And I was like, oh, maybe I've forgiven Baker Mayfield. But, you know, last week he stunk it up and he ruined an OBJ call. Fabs, that was Baker's fault. Um, It's really frustrating. And I'm wondering, what do you do with OBJ moving forward? What do you do with Baker Mayfield? Are you starting him? What are you doing with these guys? I'm not playing Baker this week. Now, I'm talking about traditional one QB leagues, all right? Uh, two QB right. leagues is a much different thing. I loved OBJ last week, and he was wide open down the sidelines, wide freaking open, and Baker Mayfield threw behind him. And, like, you can even tell, like, OBJ's body language, like, after that. He was kind of like, what the hell was that? Like, it was terrible, <laughs> right? And, and he misses Eli Manning. I miss Eli Manning throwing the ball. All right, to, to OBJ. I miss Mitchell Trubisky throwing the ball to Allen Robinson. I don't care. I'm oh, so Things we never point. thought we'd say. <laughs> OBJ is never going to be an elite wide receiver in Cleveland. It's not going to happen. That's what I said when he went there. This offense is not conducive to wide receivers putting up big numbers. The best average points per game that any wide receiver has had in Kevin Stefanski's offense is Stephon Diggs, and it's like 14 points per game in Minnesota. Like, that's it. Yeah. Just, it, they, it's it's not an offense conducive to wide receivers putting up big numbers, especially when you're not in sync with your quarterback. And OBJ is not in sync with Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield, I don't know what's going on there, but his numbers are better without Odell Beckham Jr., which seems strange to me, but whatever, that's the truth. It is strange. And now there's no Jarvis Landry. So it really doesn't make sense that these two can't get on the same page, but it seems that they can't. Um, who do you like to start this week at quarterback? Well, uh, Sam Darnold, I mean, like, how can you not like him now? He's right. he's in the top five. Like, it's crazy, right? He's in the top five. Uh, Kirk Cousins I love this week, right? He had a stinker last week. Now he's got Detroit. I mean, you should be able to beat Detroit pretty easily. Matthew Stafford, he had 19.3, I think, last week. So he wasn't terrible in fantasy, but he didn't look great on the field. He'll bounce back uh, on Thursday against Seattle. If Trey Lance is a starter for the Niners, ooh, giddy up, please, uh, please. I mean, I, I – I, I, I'm so excited to watch this kid play in his starting role. One half of football scored over 20, 20 fantasy points last week. And here's a guy that a lot of folks out there are probably not talking about in the most positive light. Jameis Winston's got the best matchup among quarterbacks this week. The best. Washington stinks against the pass. They are giving up 
27.8 points per game to quarterbacks this year. They've given up at least 29 fantasy points to Josh Allen, which you can get. Daniel Jones, sorry, Eddie, and Matt freaking Ryan. Like, really? Matt Ryan had four touchdowns against them last week. They stink. And so Jameis, and I know Jameis stinks too, but he had five touchdowns against the Packers in week one. Crazier things have happened. So, like, I mean, you have to be super, super desperate. The matchup is really good. In a two-QB league, definitely start Jameis. Yeah, and maybe for DFS because nobody's going to be doing it. And if you can figure out which receiver he's going to be targeting or maybe you want to throw in, like, Juwan Johnson or somebody random just to be really, really different, it seems like that is – damn ball to Kamara for crying out loud. No targets last week. What is that about? you know how many catches he's on pace for this year? Like zero? (laughs) And that's 17 games. He's never had fewer than 81. That was one of the things I was worried about with Kamara coming in. Okay, season. now do Derrick Henry. Now do Derrick Henry. How many is he on pace for? Because that is crazy. 480 carries, not even touches. Carries. 480. If you guys are doubting whether Derrick Henry is the first on Johnson, 416 yeah. in 2006. freaking believable Okay, I know we got to get you out of here, Fabiana, because you are a busy man. You still have a radio show to do tonight, but I got to ask you really quickly about the dreaded, dreaded – tight end position who do you like this week what can we do maybe it's not maybe it's starting to turn around i don't know right like so mike because is sick our cowboys. And, uh, Schultz. people forget he had over 70 uh, 60 catches last year with crap quarterbacks that's right, right? with danucci and gilbert grave and and the red rifle i mean they're a bunch of bunch of clowns there so uh but mike is playing very well i was wrong about him last week jacoby Brissett digs him the most and he's got a really good matchup against the bucks Hunter Henry's been coming along a little bit more lately. Um, he is he is a guy now, nine catches in the last two games. And uh, Mac Jones and and the Patriots are playing Houston. Houston right. Thanks, right? So, and Schultz, Dawson Knox, who you talked about on the waiver yeah. wire uh, column and video last week. Now the Bills are incorporating him into the offense. So like, he's he's certainly a guy that you can look at. at Noah Fant's going to be in your lineup. Cameron Bray, you know, you could, you could throw a dart at him. Even Evan Ingram, like he's actually done really well against the Cowboys, I will tell you, in his career. He's, he's had a lot of success there. So even Evan Ingram, like, if you're really hurting, and now you're like, no Logan Thomas. So right. I mean, one, uh, it, it, that'd be great for Curtis Samuel if he can get on the damn field because now he's now he's out of practice again. But the, the tight end position lost a little and he gained a little. So we'll see how consistent Schultz can be, Knox. Like I'm not going after C.J. Uzama. I mean, it was one you know big game. I'm not going after Max Williams right now. Uh, I think the last good Cardinals tight end in fantasy was like Freddie Jones. Remember him? A long time ago, a long time ago. Uh, He used to play for the San Diego Chargers back in the day. But um, honestly, like, even George Kittle hasn't been good this year. He hasn't. Kyle Pitts has not been good this year. No. Hawkinson's last two games have been kind of like, right? Right? I mean, so – it, it, it's like it's it's Kelsey and Darren Waller and then everybody else you know we just hope that we can get a touchdown or you know 10 points every week yeah Mark Andrews also not as exciting as we'd hope right, yeah, he hadn't been great either yeah exactly it's and just been, coming back soon it's I mean you're playing the touchdown lotto but you know when you can try to find guys like Dalton Schultz like you said uh who's just getting targeted he was targeted more than any of the Dallas receivers last week 36 percent targeted there in an offense with CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper Crazy. Crazy. 
Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Um, so yeah, I think you should put claims in for Dalton Schultz. And I love the Gasicki pick, and he's very, very well priced on DFS. Um, yeah, we like want to keep you around up. next time for like a lot longer. Um, but can you tell us uh, what you got going on, Fabs, where people can find you? I mean, like, if, if you're looking for Fabiana, you can basically also go to my timeline because he's all over it. Because <laughs> we, we spend a lot of time together uh, talking about waiver wire and uh, start sits because, hey, we love it. And that's what we do. Um, but where else can they find you besides Sports Illustrated? Well, Sirius XM, Fantasy Sports Radio, Fantasy Dirt, um, where I have, I have had Cousin Sal on multiple times. Uh, my, my pal, Dave Damachek, who I love dearly, uh, and I do feel for him because the Steelers suck. But, you know, he's had a lot of success uh, over the years with the Steelers. Uh, maybe the Pirates not so much. But the Penguins, right? You always got hockey, I guess, Dave. So I love you, man. Uh, also, Westwood One, uh, I do a show with Amber Theo Harris. Uh, you can find that uh, all over the place. That comes out on Fridays during the course of the regular season. I'm doing stuff with Sling TV. With my Celebrity Fantasy Football League, which you had mentioned, uh, Adam Wainwright is the number one team right now in that league. And I think I play him this week. I think I do. Um, I'm, I'm not going to text him and talk trash right now because he's getting ready to play the Dodgers yeah. and hopefully beat the Dodgers. But um, uh, got a lot going on. And, of course, SI, where you can find all of Jennifer Piacenti's great work, whether she's talking about fantasy or betting or why the Yankees can't win a damn playoff game. Uh, so, uh Make sure you check out Jen as well uh, over at si.com slash fantasy. And I, I would plug Eddie Spaghetti, but I'm not sure where you are. I know you're right here, with, here. Uh, with Sal and Dave and the guys. And um, uh, it, it's certainly a pleasure because Eddie and I have a, a long history together, dating back to our time with the NFL. Uh, we both moved on to bigger and better things. And uh, I love seeing that face. Even after the Yankees lose, and now the Cowboys are probably going to beat up on your Giants. I, I was just going to say, Fabs, I wish we were uh, talking on better terms when, number one, the Yankees actually won the game. We're looking forward to a, oh, no. a playoff series. And number two, I was going to say, I'm going to wish you and the you and the Cowboys luck, but uh, I don't think you guys need luck. I think I'm the one that needs the luck. So I, I'd appreciate uh, your best wishes yeah. towards the G-men. I don't know. I have this sneaky feeling that we've gotten a little too cocky and a little too confident. Well, it's going to be close. It's I'm a nervous. rivalry game. I wouldn't be surprised if we lost. Like it's offensive line is shot, but they went into New Orleans and won. I mean, so I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys lost because that's what the Cowboys do. Right. When you think you have some confidence and you're feeling good, right? They pull the damn rug right out from under. You're like, geez, Louise, we just got beat by Danny Dunn. I wouldn't be surprised. Not I've at been all. a lifelong Cowboys fan. I'm used to the pain. It's fine. I know. And yeah. I hate when people say, you're a Cowboys fan. You guys are all champions. We had one Jack, you know what, nothing since 1995. All right, 1995, when we beat Damashek Steelers in the Super Bowl, right? (laughs) We haven't won, you know what, nothing. The only thing that Cowboys fans have had since 95 is heartbreaking misery. All right, and I'm not going to go through all of it. Uh, The catch that Dez made that wasn't, that now is, but doesn't matter because they overruled it like three years after the fact. The slippery ball in Seattle. Uh, Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to the sidelines and Jared Cook who couldn't catch a cold and he catches it. Mason Crosby hits the field goal. Uh, the, the awful performance that we had in the divisional game against the Giants when we were 13-3 and three, and then the Giants went on to win the Super Bowl. Like, Eddie remembers that. Yep. And the Giants have won two Super Bowls in, 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 you know, in that time and we haven't won nothing. So, don't give me the crap out there about the Cowboys. Oh, blah, blah, blah. We haven't won anything since 95. We haven't won anything without Jimmy Johnson's influence. So, I'm just saying. Just saying. 
I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like he didn't even have to rehearse that. That rant needed to come out. Like that no, was because I'm just pissed because about the Yankees. Like I'm soured up. I was He's watching like, the game last night, and I like I was on the air too, and I'm trying not to swear. And then so, when Stan hit that shot, I thought it was out, and I was like, "Oh, Stan, it's a, it's the longest single in the history of baseball." And apparently, John Sterling really messed up that call. I haven't listened to it yet. I got to listen to that. And then the rest of the game, you know, uh, Garrett Cole can't show his face in the Bronx. I can tell you that, at least for the next three or four months. John Carlo was great. Phil Nevin, why are you sending Judge uh, on that, that play? Was that was terrible stupid. base running. That was just stupid. But it's the Yankees. It's, this is what they freaking do every year. You get to the playoffs, and then you think you got a shot. But if you really know the Yankees, you know you don't have a shot with this team because the bats are going to go cold, a pitcher is going to stink, and unfortunately, in last night's case, both happened, and it happened at the freaking Red Sox. Ever since 2004, when the curse got broke. Yeah. Right, I'm, I can't, I'm, I'm going to keep going. The whole damn – I got to stop. That was a fantastic choice. All right, we'll let you go, Fabiano, uh, but be sure you check him out tonight on Fantasy Dirt on Sirius XM and all his work at Sports Illustrated. And obviously, you'll have to come back uh, because we have a lot more to talk about. We always have Absolutely. Anytime you guys want me to come on, uh, I am happy to do it. Eddie, I love you, man. Love you too, Fabs. You're the best. Thanks, Fabs. We'll see you soon, buddy. All right. Fabs is one of the best, you guys. Honestly, Uh, it's thrilling to work with him at Sports Illustrated. Um, And I absolutely love that Fabs and Eddie have a history. The second I asked him to come on, he's like, I love spaghetti. I'm like, well, then you're going to love this show because spaghetti's in charge. I just act like I am. Fabs has been uh, really an A plus. Uh, you know, some people and in, and in, in, you know going through the ranks in media and working these jobs. Some people are awful to you, and some people are, are great to you. And Fabs is one of the, the best people I've met, uh, along with you know everyone else here. Obviously, at extra points, yeah. and yeah, he's been uh, he's been great. And we had a, a few really good years together uh, doing fantasy over NFL, and uh, we've been pals. Obviously, we bought over the Yankees. Him, uh, you know, being a, a diehard fan, and uh, somehow I don't let the Cowboys versus the Giants thing get in the way of that because he's the <laughs> kind of guy. But uh, I, I mean, I, I, I love his almost like his la- it's so funny that like I'm thinking about this game, looking at it, I'm like, man, this Cowboys team is, is legitimately great. Uh, they really could have been undefeated uh, if they didn't slip up week one versus Tampa with a, you know, a few questionable calls. And I'm looking at this Giants team and going like, yeah, they probably could have won the, the game versus Washington, maybe versus Atlanta. They could have been better. I'm like, I just want a competitive game. And then talking to him and he's just like. I don't know. I think they're going to come in. They're going to beat us. So it's, it's really funny that like nobody feels that confident about their team. And then even like me where I lost all my confidence, like I regained a little bit. Now I'm like, Oh, you never know. Maybe it's just, uh, it's so funny. Like you said, NFL really is week to week. It really is week to week. Any given Sunday, right? Like it's, it's absolutely true. Uh, all right, let's hit the news for the day that you guys need to know to set your optimal fantasy lineups. Okay. Big news today. Justin Fields officially named the starter moving forward. You know, we all thought this was going to happen. It took a bit of an injury to Andy Dalton to kind of light the fire. And I think that the David Montgomery injury also kind of pushed this way too. Uh, Bears fans are up in arms. They're like, come on, we should have a good team. We have all this talent. Do what you can to help us win. And it looks like it's going to be Justin Fields, Moving forward, uh, save a crazy Matt Nagy decision. And how does that make you feel, Eddie? Like, do you have fields anywhere? 
Uh, I don't, uh, but I think for if you are, you know, do, playing fantasy, you need a quarterback. I think clearly Fields, uh, even as a rookie, uh, should be the better option than Andy Dalton because he does have the mobility. And if you watch any of him at Ohio State, you can see that he is the real deal. And uh, the Bears really, they probably have their franchise quarterback. What I don't love about the scenario, though, is the flip-flopping by Nagy saying like, oh, he's going to start. It's going to be Dalton. It's going to be, you know, even when he returns from being healthy. When all of Chicago and anyone that has eyes and watches football wanted fields to play because he gives them the spark so i mean if you have shares of well whenever montgomery's healthy and the, the bears receiving core and, and cole commit i think you may want to see just how fields works with those guys and i think it, it will be a, a thing that's good in the future i'm not you know I, I don't know where you stand on this one though jen with with uh, letting the rookie quarterback sit for a while uh, I don't know if there's the statistics to prove that if they sit for a longer period of time, they are going to be better. But I think in a scenario like this in Chicago with Andy Dalton, it's not like he was really giving them a lot of confidence. It's one thing if you're sitting because you have Aaron Rodgers and you're Jordan Love. Uh, I, that I understand. But Andy Dalton, it's like, well, come on, you, you want to put Fields in. And, and if Nagy wants to save his job, it's like, well, he probably needs Fields in to show him a, a spark. And then you could say, OK, this is the coach and this is the quarterback. Yeah, but again, in this any given Sunday, two weeks ago, we were all saying, Justin Fields is not ready. When can Andy Dalton come back? And then yeah. Andy Dalton couldn't come back and then come back. And then Justin Fields did get an opportunity and he did improve, which, you know, to your point is you got to let these guys get out there and try and see what happens. But one interesting thing is it does, of course, elevate Darnell Mooney. Who's somebody that is available in uh, many, many leagues. Uh, if you ha- if your waivers haven't run, I know probably 50, 50, 50% of waivers have run, but then another 50% haven't. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, waivers quickly throughout the show. And Darnell Mooney is someone that you're going to want to put some fab on because he has actually seen more targets, more catches, more air yards, and he has outsnapped. Allen Robinson. And I hate it because I love Allen Robinson. And I actually want Allen Robinson to be able to go somewhere. Maybe we can pair him up with uh, Deshaun Watson somewhere and watch these two really uh, help each other take off for fantasy teams. But um, it looks like it's Darnell Mooney. And he had 125 receiving yards with Justin Fields last Sunday. Fields seems to like him. So you got to make sure you get those claims in for Darnell Mooney. I'm not saying drop Allen Robinson. And you're probably playing him in most instances. But I think we have to take Darnell Mooney very, very seriously. Okay, um, more big news today. Oh, we can stick with Chicago, actually. Let's stick with Chicago. Uh, David Montgomery out four to five weeks, at least with the knee. Good that he avoided a season ending, uh, you know, surgery, but you're going to need to find a sub. And if you want to stay right there in the Chicago, the answer is Damian Williams. He was available in 91% of leagues uh, two days ago. Now he's available in like 60% of leagues. It's going down quickly, but if you still have the chance, if people aren't paying attention, put your bids in for Damian Williams. Or you can go to Samaji P. Ryan and Cincinnati because surprise, surprise, Joe Mixon is week to week. What are the odds? And that week to week could turn into, I don't know, 3,047 weeks because it's Joe Mixon. And it's pretty much a bummer because Joe Mixon was actually being the true bell cow they promised he would be. He was second in the league in carries after Derrick Henry. So, you know, as I have a bit of Joe Mixon, I took the gamble. Um, I hope that he's healthy and he's back soon. But if not, you are going to want a seven. P. Ryan there, who we haven't seen much of, but he was pretty efficient last year in his opportunities. I believe it was 4.8 yards per carry on about 63 carries. And then finally, 
something's up with Chris Carson. Um, he is not, has not been practicing. It's a back or neck issue, I believe. And we, I wondered actually, when I wrote the waiver wire article Monday night, I said, I suspect Carson's injured because we saw Alan, Alex Collins, uh, get more snaps each week, but it was a 50% increase from the week before. And he was the one with the productive fantasy day. He was the one that got the goal line carry the touchdown, all that business. So I have a feeling Carson will not be playing on a short week. Uh, versus a really tough Rams defense. I don't see any reason for them to do that if he is dealing with an injury. So think about uh, rostering Alex Collins. Okay, more news. Stefan Gilmore to the Panthers. Couldn't come to a deal with Big Bill. Didn't happen. And now the Panthers defense gets, ooh, in another upgrade. Now he is still on the pup list technically from his quad injury. So he probably won't start till week seven, but... I mean, how do you feel about this Panthers defense? That's uh, an incredible addition by them. It's, you know, it's got to really sting. It seems like this was like kind of in the works for a while. Like Gilmore was really not going to come back with the Patriots. But if you're the Pats, you, you got to be thinking like, man, we're clearly better than the Jets. We're clearly better than the Dolphins now, especially uh, without Tua. The Bills, who knows, they could maybe steal a game from them. And it's not like they're going to win the division over them. But losing a piece like that has really got to sting. And reversely, him going to Carolina, which I know they've had some uh, injuries offensively, obviously, with uh, CMC. But they're a fun team. They've been a real fun team. They've kind of shocked everyone. Donald Rushing, which we talked about before with Fabs, has been incredible. It seems like the Joe Brady offense, what Matt Rule. You know, this is like the Matt Rule to a T he comes into a new place, whether it's, you know, a former college program or it's a NFL team, give him a year or two. And that, that whole organization turns around and uh, now he's bringing in, you know, elite all-star players. And it's, you know, it's another great addition for them. And uh, if they get that defense right with the way Donald's been playing uh, sans Adam Gase and when CMC's healthy, it's I, that that's a really good team over there in Carolina. Yeah, it is a pretty good team though. I knew the Cowboys were going to win that game. Like that was pfft. Too easy. Too easy, all you people that took the Panthers. Um, Cowboys, by the way, speaking of, did release uh, veteran linebacker Jalen Smith. Uh, they are obviously happy with the young talent they got. Um, and Jerry Jones apparently made a mistake with that big contract is the word. And uh, so Jalen Smith has been sent on his way. Uh, Christian McCaffrey showed up to practice today in full pads and reports are he looked good. So there is a possibility, there's a possibility that we might get to see um, Christian McCaffrey this Sunday. If you have Christian McCaffrey and he's going, are you starting him? That's such a t- – I wanted to make a joke that I guess he's going to chip into uh, the San Darnold rushing touchdowns uh, if he does play. But uh, I, you ha- if you drafted him, you drafted him probably number one or number two or maybe he was your keeper. You got to play him, right? I mean, you'd be you'd be silly not to. It's just the chance that he does play a few snaps. He, he's probably in a limited snap count, but if he gets <laughs> one score, you'll be kicking yourself. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like he is so efficient even on a limited – snap count like I would rather have a limited snap count of Christian McCaffrey than say like Trey Sermon probably you know what I'm saying Um, or Mike Davis or whoever else you might be running out as your RB2 even if you think of CMC as your RB2 I think you have to start it but it is game time decision is my guess if at all Um, of course we're planning for him not to start but we shall see and finally I just have to bring up really Urban Meyer like how much worse can this Jacksonville team get, I mean, they lost CJ Chark on top of this and they were kind of looking like kind of decent on Thursday, which makes what urban did almost more pathetic. Like, 
Were you out celebrating, dude? I, Sorry. I this is such a weird one because I think this isolated if it was an isolated incident I could be like you know he's a guy he just wants to you know I guess let loose after a game it's probably not the best idea to not be on the team playing travel with the team but it's like it stinks about being a famous person and having the the camera always pointed at you no matter where you go and then obviously more videos have come out it seems like he kind of was initiating it and then you add that with all the laundry list of issues since he was hired. I, mean, I mean look at from the beginning we I could right off the list i mean yeah. the, the strength and conditioning coach where, they, where where he was being uh awful to the the students at iowa and he had to resign from the jaguars he randomly signs tim tebow why who knows like goes and drafts uh travis atm when they had james robinson there they he says out loud that he wanted to draft Kadarius tony where they took a uh travis etn then obviously the whole covid vaccine thing where he's saying that yeah we're cutting players to, uh depending on their 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 vaccination status and then having an open competition between trevor lawrence and garden Minshew. It's like you're taking away valuable snaps from from Trevor Lawrence, who clearly was the future, and they go and trade Gardner Minshew away as it is, uh, and then obviously trade away last year's number nine overall pick. The team starts going forward, so it's like all this stuff. It's like, well, Herb, you can absolutely cannot be doing anything in the public eye that could be taken uh, in a in a negative way. So yeah, this is a bad job, I Herb. Yeah, but how does it make you feel about playing your fantasy players? Like. Do you just extra want to stay away from Trevor Lawrence and LaVisca Chenault and Marvin? Or do you think they're going to be like, screw this. Like, we're just like going to go on our own and we're going to win this game. That's a really great question. It's I wonder, man, to be a fly in the wall in that locker room Mm -hmm. to see like, hey, guys, we're going to rally around each other and just screw or Meyer. Or is it going to be a thing where they're just like, yeah, we're we're not very good. And this is an awful year. And. Uh, I'm going to just fake an injury. I'm going to miss some time. And it's like, and really what it comes down to is I feel miserably uh, for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, being pick number one overall, obviously like it seemed like, like the, the jets really want him. Maybe that seems like they kind of won out now getting Zach Wilson, who is making some unbelievable throws, but Trevor Lawrence down there and you think it's going to be okay. Or Myers taking over. They have uh, an owner who really cares about the team. And then they draft his teammate, Travis Etienne, and you know, they have an okay receiving core for the most part. And now it's just really crumbling and he's just stuck there in uh, North Florida with a coach who just wants to do what he wants to do whenever. And it's, it's not pretty. Yeah, it's not pretty at all. Um, all right. Just a couple more way where names are going to drop out there for you guys. If you're looking, we already talked about Dalton Schultz with Babs earlier. Dawson Knox should not be left around. I like Zach Ertz as well. He's actually running a lot of routes and, and you know what? That's good. When you have a rookie quarterback, they often go to the tight end. So I think he and Dallas Goddard can be productive if you're really digging around. Um, uh, Darnell Mooney, Jamison Crowder, Van Jefferson, Khalif Raymond actually uh, is someone that's playing a lot of snaps and they're going to be playing from behind a lot. So there are definitely names out there. I've got a full list over uh, at si.com slash fantasy. If you want to check that out. Okay. Looking ahead, uh, some good starts that I'm going to add in to what Fab said at quarterback. Of course, we're starting Josh Allen. I think that Mac Jones could have a good start this week. I'm also thinking of DFS. Sometimes these are values that you can put into stacks. Matt Stafford is a must start. And of course, Dak. And you know what? If you did want to start Trevor Lawrence and you're operating on our idea that they're all going to rally around this together, they got a really nice matchup versus Tennessee. Tennessee has surrendered the 11th most uh, fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So definitely a chance that you could ride that if you wanted to. I'm thinking more DFS in that case. Running backs, 
Best matchup of the week, of course, is for the Vikings, but we're keeping an eye on Dalvin Cook. Uh, Madison could be in a smash spot here. Uh, Cordell Patterson, as we mentioned, someone you want to play versus the Jets. Uh, the matchup with Seattle is really nice for the Rams. I'm pretty sure Henderson's going to go, and I would play him. I might even flex Sony Michelle just in case. think he could get some goal line carries as well. Um, Leonard Fournette is someone you might like this week. Um, and, of course, oh, Damian Harris. That Houston run defense is pathetic. So Damian Harris is someone you might look at. And if you're really, really in a bind, maybe even Brandon Bolden. Uh, wide receivers, um, the, the Jacksonville receivers I'm interested in. Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chanel because the Tennessee secondary is absolutely trash. They're trash. Um, I like um, Hollywood Brown. He continues, even though he had that one bad week, redeemed himself completely this week. And I do also like those Detroit receivers, Cleef Raymond, uh, Quintus Cephas uh, versus Minnesota. And uh, we already talked about tight ends, but uh, yeah, Dalton Schultz, uh, Mike Gesicki, Dawson Knox, all in really good spots this week. So those are basic starts for the week. Um, Let's get to some questions. I wrote some questions down that you guys sent in and any live questions, we'll take those too. And we'll just get to, to five or six and see what we can get through awesome let's uh let's go to the questions and again thanks to all those listeners uh who tweeted at, at jen at, at me at the uh, extra points handle um thank you for that we'll read all your questions obviously week in week out here and i'm, I'm going to cut the line jen i had a couple questions but i'm going to cut all mine please <laughs> but i want to ask one only yeah. because fabs brought it up and i think mm-hmm. not only is this an important fantasy question but it actually deals with the, the playoffs and and going forward but the cleveland browns baker mayfield odell beckham jr last week everyone was like you know, rah, rah, Odell is going to be great. Like him and Bake together is going to be uh, awesome. He's a dynamic receiver. He's going to go back to being number one wide receiver status here. And then we've seen some reports today on Twitter that Baker may have been in a shoulder brace. Uh, that could be part of the reason why he wasn't hitting a wide open Odell Beckham. Who knows? But it's to me, it was shocking to hear what, what Fab said uh, about how he just has no faith in the Browns and the Stefanski offense. So I just want to see where you stand. Are you maybe thinking it could be a Baker shoulder thing? Do you think Odell is just so dang talented that if he gets a couple targets his way, he could turn them into some points? Or do you really just say this is going to be a chub, this is going to be a hunt offense, and Baker is just kind of a, a passenger in what Stefanski really wants to do? I think the Baker Mayfield is going to end up being a game manager, um, more of a Jimmy Garoppolo type thing. I've just always felt that I don't think Baker Mayfield is a stud the way other people do. And I've, I've kind of long maintained that, um, though last year he started to kind of look like he was going to prove me wrong, but here we go. Now it's been one week again. We don't know, but yeah, it is true. There is not great chemistry between he and OBJ, which Bizarre. is nice. Um, cause OBJ deserves better. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, I do not like him as a fantasy quarterback, except for in a super flex league. And, uh, I, but I still believe in the Browns. I still believe they're going to find a way to get it done because Nick Chubb hunt, Kareem Chubb, yeah. Yeah. whatever you want to call them, they are incredible. And if he can just be efficient enough to hit, I don't know, Rashad Higgins or Donovan Peoples Jones or, or whoever, Austin Hooper, whatever, they can still win games because their defense can also be very, very good. So not out on the Browns, but yeah, I'm definitely not high on Baker Mayfield. And unfortunately, uh, you know, I wasn't in on OBJ last year. And then I thought this year would be different. And I got him in a league and I'm already, I started him last year. Week and I lost because I started him over Devonta Smith and Darnell Mooney, both of whom I left on the bench in favor of OBJ. So that stung. 
Oh, no, that's why, that's why I had to ask, because not only, you just said, not only does it matter in fantasy terms, because so many uh, fantasy players have shares of, of Hunt and, and Chubb and Odell, and maybe some people took uh, chances on Bake, and then obviously looking at the AFC North with the Ravens and, and the Bengals are surprisingly okay. It's like, how is a team with all these players, none of them are really great at fantasy besides the running backs, but they somehow can win the AFC North and beat, make some noise in the play. It's just a bizarre offense, but Stefanski knows what he's doing. So that's why I had to bring that up. But let's go with our uh, listener questions here, and we'll start off with a uh, tight end question. So someone asking, hi, Jen. I dropped Robert Tanya and added Mike Gasicki, uh, full point PPR. What do you think here? Tanya has been killing me. I like it. You know, the thing with Robert Tunyon is he was really incredibly touchdown dependent. And as long as he was Aaron Rodgers' favorite target, he was – gold for fantasy but it really was just touchdowns it wasn't targets Gasicki is seeing more of that and he's also with kind of an inexperienced quarterback uh in Brissett. uh so I think we're gonna see good good production from Gasicki probably not great this week specifically Tampa Bay has actually been not very good versus the tight end so this week especially I like him he can probably get Tenyon back if if course reverses all right, we're going to stick with the tight end theme here. I just picked up Dawson Knox from my crappy one of three team. Sorry to hear that. Uh, I still have uh, Pitts. Can I start Knox ahead of Pitts? Uh, or at least Knox does something and maybe scores. Pitts has been a, uh, such a disappointment. Sure, you absolutely can. So Knox is getting the targets. He's getting the red zone targets. And uh, Josh Allen is going to him. It's incredible, but it's true. I believe it's now been three games in a row with the touchdown. And um, he does have another really juicy matchup this week uh, versus Kansas City, who hasn't been very good versus the tight end. So absolutely you can. Uh, there is going to be a day when Pitts goes off and you're going to be like, ouch. So you're going to want to make this a week-to-week decision. But you know what? You need two tight ends anyway because by by weeks are approaching – so just hang with them both for a few weeks and start Knox this weekend. All right. We'll shift over to here to receivers and bring up a name we've been talking about a lot in this pod. PPR, Antonio Brown or Darnell Mooney? Darnell Mooney. Um, simply because we now know Justin Fields is locked into the starter. And we now know by looking at Snapshare data and all the data from the first four weeks, he is considered, he is the number one guy. He's getting the most opportunity. Whereas Antonio Brown is always going to be sharing Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Robert Gronkowski. All right, sticking with receivers here, uh, should I start between Bobby Trees or Corey Davis? It's a really tough one because I know Bobby Trees has been really disappointing for a lot of people, but the matchup is so good this week versus Seattle. Seattle's actually surrendered uh, six uh, touchdowns to opposing wide receivers already, and I believe the Fourth most receiving yards, something like that. It's a lot. Uh, they're not good. Secondary is not good. So I think Robert Woods has a good shot for a good game. They also came out, Sean McVay came out and said, you know, he wants to find more ways to get Robert Woods involved. He is playing, by the way, the same amount of snaps as Cooper Cup. They're both playing around 90%. Van Jefferson's actually playing 72%. So there's a real role there for Van Jefferson. So you do want to consider Van Jefferson in deeper leagues, but I go Bobby trees here also because Corey Davis, now that Jamison Crowder is back, uh, there's going to be a little bit more competition for targets. I think last week was, was a good week and I like Corey Davis, but it was also a revenge game narrative that just played out perfectly this week. They're in London. I I don't think it's going to be a great game for Zach Wilson. And so this week I got to go Robert Woods. Well, we were just talking about the sad Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, a listener wants to know, should they start LaVisca Chenault or Deontay Johnson? Hmm. 
I think you're going to start Deontay Johnson because he's the number one guy. And I understand the hesitation because Big Ben has just been horrible. But Deontay Johnson's still been good. If you didn't like that in your gut, I can't blame you for starting LaVisca Chenault because, again, the matchup is so, so good. Just still a lot of question marks around this Jacksonville team, like from what's going on in the locker room to what's going on in the field to goodness knows what. But there is no DJ Shark, and we did see uh, Chenault step up, and he can do a lot of things. He can be a very gadgety guy as well. So I, I do love Chenault, but I would still start Deontay Johnson over him. Here's an interesting one. Uh, is Josh Gordon worth a waiver wire pickup to stash for later weeks? I mean, sure. Uh, the problem is going to be, though, how do we ever pick which receiver it's going to be for Kansas City, right? I mean, we're always starting Kelsey and we're always starting Hill. And then after that, who is it? Byron Pringle? You know, I mean, I don't know. Who is it? It could be anybody. Um, so... Could it be Josh Gordon? Sure, but we've also fallen for this Josh Gordon trap before. So don't spend a lot of money. Don't drop, you know, I don't know, Miles Gaskin for him even, I don't think. I mean, maybe. It just depends on what you have. If you can move someone into IR and make it work, sure. Why not? Uh, so here's a trade scenario. Uh, someone seems to want to trade DeAndre Hopkins, and they want to know what should be their return. A lot. <laughs> like, probably an RB one, like Najee Harris, even maybe somebody like that. Um, I don't know why you would trade Hopkins unless you were getting an upgrade at another position that you're really needing. Um, Someone, uh, Darnell Mooney is hot in the streets here. Would you start Darnell Mooney instead of uh, Robert Woods? Hmm. No, not yet, but that is a really, really tough one. Um, I love Robert. Uh, yeah, I love Robert Woods. Uh, so I probably would not. I would lean on the experienced receiver and give him one more week. But you absolutely could. So you got to go with your gut there. Me personally, I'm going Woods. Uh, we have a Twitter one from the Drew Harris uh, running back question asking uh, Damian Harris or Alex Collins slash some IJP run if they get the start. Damian Harris, without question, the Houston run defense, total trash. They should be able to run all over them. And the other guys, we like them, but uh, Collins' matchup is not good. And uh, the P runs is not particularly impressive either. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to go Harris here. Uh, We have a quarterback question to start Russell Wilson or Sam Darnold. Oh, gosh, that's really hard. Um, I think I'm actually going to go Sam Darnold here. Um, I hate to do any sort anything, um, anyone over Russ, and it's certainly going to be a high scoring game. Okay. So, like, sports books have this game of 54 and a half. They think there's going to be a lot of points. But when I broke this game down and started looking at it, I don't think so. I know that Los Angeles Rams defense hasn't been that good this year, but look, Aaron Donald's going to sack. Russ at least twice. Russ has been sacked two or more times in every game this season. I think the Jalen Ramsey will be able to limit the receivers a little bit. I think he'll be on DK Metcalf. I think they'll hold Seattle to less points. Uh, and I think this game's going to hit the under as well. These could be famous last words. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of leaning Darnold, especially if no Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. All right, wrapping up, we got three left here. Uh, would you play any of the top wide receivers from waivers over CD lamb. No, not a single one. 
Simple enough. Uh, we're going to tight ends here. Which tight end to start this week? Higby, Gasicki, Schultz, or Knox? Wow, that's a lot of tight ends. I like them all. I, that's the first time I've liked all the tight ends. Um, I think I'm going to go Gasicki. All right, and to round it out with a the two parter here, uh, Knox or Schultz at tight end, or should I play them both and bench Brandon Cooks? I cannot ever bench a receiver like Brendan Cooks for two tight ends. It's just too much risk. I know it's risky to play Brandon Cooks with Davis Mills, but believe it or not, even though there were no points scored last week, he had like 70% of everything of what points were scored. So you're still going to start Cooks. It it won't always be that bad. Uh, You know, New England has been beatable and not that they're going to beat them, but I'm just, I'm just saying I'm still going cooks. And then a uh, tr- tricky call between Knox and Schultz. I'm going to go Schultz. All right. That's it for our questions. And again, thanks everyone for tweeting uh, at JMP and Chandy at uh, Edward L. Murphy and extra points pod for all those questions. It's great stuff. Yes, everybody. Thank you so much for always coming in with your questions. You can also tune in live on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter and ask us your questions live at any time, Wednesdays, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Before we close the pod, I have to remind everybody to go over to extrapoints.com slash arcade and play games with us. Um, I stunk last week. I, I couldn't, I just did not do well. You know, it's interesting. I had my best bets article over at Sports Illustrated. I got four out of five right. Um, I've been getting four out of five, right? But for whatever reason, when I do our extra points one, the last two weeks, I have not, I have not gotten it right. You know, the Raiders let me down. The Bucks let me down. The Giants let me down by winning. What happened there? Uh, So, yeah, but you guys are probably much better picking the games than me. So head over to extrapoints.com slash arcade and prove it. Put your money where your mouth is and uh, play with us. Cousin Sal's like so far out in front, it's ridiculous. And he won the uh, the week four college one too, I think. He had 13 he? out of 19. Yeah, he's on fire, Sal. I guess that's why he's I think that's why he started this. And he, I think that's why you're lying. You he, think we're all going to keep our jobs after this? Yeah, we should probably listen to Sal. Just follow what he does. Copy his picture. Just do what Sal says. Don't listen to us. Unless it's for fantasy football. Then you should definitely listen to us. Right, Every sure. Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Okay, guys, have a great week. If you have any more questions, be sure to shoot them over at Jen Piacenti, J-E-N-P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. And I will get back to you in the meantime. Enjoy the football. Thank you.